Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 80 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Alakazam's Spoons, because today we're doing a Pokemon draft centered all around inanimate objects, or at least Pokemon based on inanimate objects. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the Four Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. As always, please subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road more visible and easier to find. Today I'm joined by two special guest hosts, both of which I haven't talked to here in far too long. The first is the creator of the world of Ha and co-host of the podcast that's PTX to me, it's Hassan. Hi Hassan! Hey! Oh man, I'm so excited to be back. This is so much fun. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you back. And my second guest co-host this week is one of the hosts of Bugs to Men and has certainly never tried to take over this podcast through nefarious means. It's Reggie. What's up, Reggie? What's up, my bros? It's uh, Reggie. You guys know me as Two Caros on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Bugs to Men, that's a show. And I totally haven't tried to take over the show before. Yeah, never, never. Why would you ever do that? I know, right? It's, it's not like I'm evil or anything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking about Pokemon based on inanimate objects. And we're going to do that, you probably saw in the title, through a draft. But before we do that, I want to catch up with these guys, um, at least for a little bit. So, Hassan, what is something in the world of Pokemon that's piqued your interest lately? And this could be a very easy question to answer or a very hard one, uh, depending on how you look at it, based on all the news we got recently. <laughs> Well, for me, uh, it's easy. It's actually, I, I know if you're not, uh, if you're listening, you're not going to be able to see this, but I'm holding up a bunch of Pokemon cards uh, in Ooh. my hand because uh, the new Evolving Skies set uh, just oh, released. Right. And so I bought four booster boxes plus some Elite Trainers <laughs> and blister packs and all sorts of other stuff. So I kind of went all out on uh, on that Evolving Skies set. Uh, nice. So that has been a lot of fun. I've actually, like, over the last couple of years especially, just really gotten into collecting more of the TCG and just doing unboxings on YouTube. It's just been a lot of fun. There's been some really cool cards, really cool sets. And uh, that's just been a fun little hobby to kind of get back into. Because uh, I, you know, collected some of the cards in the beginning and then kind of fell off for a little while. <laughs> but now I'm like fully back in and it's it's fun. It's so easy to slide right back into it. It's... I'm trying my hardest not to. I know, right? <laughs> like, uh, GameStop had like this, uh, like five dollar certificate, and their packs are only four bucks. So I grabbed one, and then I was just like, nope, 
must stay away. Must stay right? away. It's uh, like those booster packs. You're like, well, just one booster pack. And then you're like, well, as long as I'm getting a booster pack, I might as well get like one of the bo- like the smaller boxes, right? Like, no big deal. Fast forward to four booster boxes later, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, God, my wallet. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with the new celebration set that's coming out later in the year, which oh, looks geez. like a bunch of my favorite Pokemon cards are getting reprinted yeah. in it, and I cannot wait. Like Dark Gyarados. Yeah. So good. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, That'll be cool to check out. Cause I like when they do those, um, the sort of, it's not really throwback cause it's like reprints kind of right. Mm-hmm. Um, or reissues, I guess. Um, it's always fun to look at those cause it's like hard not to feel nostalgic about them. Yeah, for sure. They just know exactly how to get you. hundred <laughs> What do you think of the, what do you think of this, this latest set? How, I guess, how, how did your boxes go? <laughs> um, so I've only opened up two boxes so far. Um, actually my first box, I got two gold uh, cards. I didn't know that you could get more than one in a box. Uh, so oh, dang. got Froslass and toy catcher. Got, got a few other good hits. Um, it's, it's fun. I just feel like the English sets, the pull rates are so difficult because they're so large. There's sets like there's 203 cards plus all the secret rares. So the Japanese sets like this is like a combination of multiple Japanese sets. So I've been getting actually some of the Japanese boxes too. And those are like uh-huh. so much fun because I got a couple of the Eevee heroes Japanese set and I got all the evolutions, right? In two yeah. booster boxes, I got three out of eight evolutions. Um, so it's like <laughs> out of four boxes, I might not even get all the evolutions in the set. Like it's just... It's just ridiculous, you know, to try and collect everything. It's wild to me that they do that. I always forget that they do that, that it's not like a one-to-one set. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that does explain a little bit more. Uh, like, I was watching one of your un, uh, like your unboxings. What is that? That's not the right term for it. What is it called when you just open cards? Yeah, I just <laughs> call it an unboxing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess they are boxes, yeah. you know? Um, but I was watching the one where you were looking for the uh, Galarian uh, birds, yeah. Um, and uh, referencing which ones you had in Jap- like the Japanese set and which ones you were looking for the English set. And it makes a lot more sense now that I'm reminded that it's not one-to-one. So, oh, that's <laughs> that's so weird. I wonder yeah. why they do that. I guess, I don't know. They I, just have less know. frequent releases in, <laughs> in the English sets, I guess, for maybe logistical uh-huh. reasons or what. So they end up combining the Japanese sets into a, a bigger one. So it, it makes it more exciting when you do pull something good, but also sure. makes it harder, so... <laughs> totally is it getting easier hassan i because i don't i don't keep up as much mm. with the cards um is it is it the ebb and flow of it is it getting easier to find them or is it still really rough i think like like i can go into target and probably buy something now they usually still have like a limit of like two things per person or something sure so it's you can't really get too much that way i actually have a um uh, there's a local distributor, Potomac Distribution, and uh, their warehouse is actually like local to me, so I don't even need them to ship anything to me. I can just go pick up orders. So I've been okay. ordering through them. They have an online website as well. Um, now, they do tend to charge prices based on what the market is charging, so it's not MSRP, uh, but it's also not uh, too, too bad, uh, also because mm-hmm. I'm not paying shipping. So yeah. and at least like because I've been ordering from them, they've kind of reached out to me, and they'll they'll ask me if I want like a few boxes or, you know, so I know I can at least get some product through them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It probably balances out to a degree. Cause yeah, that no shipping, no shipping stuff. Yeah. Um, is there a, is there a, a like Holy grail card from the set that you're still waiting on? I, 
I just I love the alternate arts that they're doing now. Um, they yeah. look really really nice. And so the the big one I think in this set, uh, I think Reggie would be happy about it is the the Umbreon. I think there's an alternate art Umbreon. Uh, which Don't is tell like him that the, the, the popular one for the set. So uh, I have an alternate art Vaporeon and Flareon from the Japanese box, but uh, I don't have any yet in English. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you you all can't see this, but Reggie's Reggie's got his Umbreon with him, ready to record alongside us. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite evolution. So <laughs> Reggie, did you see that uh, Build a Bear recently released Umbreon uh, uh... for their roster as well? <laughs> Please, <laughs> it's like yes, more Umbreon stuff, but also no. Yeah, more also Umbreon no. Stuff. Uh, that's kind of why it's like because i mean you guys know me mostly as like a, like an action figure and like mm-hmm. like a like cosplay like collector so it's like getting into more into cards again because i left cards behind when i got into oh funny no wait i was still playing with cards in high school <laughs> so yeah oh i was too <laughs> it's like yeah uh i mean like the like like I was mentioning earlier, I, I bought, like, a pack from, like, GameStop, and, like, that was just it. And, like, I got, like, the, I think the Shadow Rider Calyrex, mm-hmm. so when he's on oh, uh, cool. Spectreer. So I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Please don't. I got a cool thing. Nice. Uh, that's enough for now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, around here, it's actually really hard to get any Pokemon cards. Like, like I said, GameStop, they keep theirs behind the counter, so nobody can just, like, pull them off. And then, mm-hmm. you, like, almost every street corner, you'll see a sign that says, Pokemon sale, this address. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. That's why I was, like, wondering about, like, Hots and how you were doing with collecting. Because I know, like, there was this, obviously, like, earlier in the summer, like, in the springtime, there was, like, this huge surge of people just buying cards and just clearing stores out so yeah i'm glad that you're able to get uh what you're looking for if, if it wasn't for this local distributor i would not be able to do like anywhere near <laughs> like i barely have any product <laughs> it's it's pretty difficult to to get things things sell out real quick online as well it's definitely uh a challenge to deal with the bots trying to get the online orders well reggie what's uh what's something in the world of pokemon that's been piquing your interest lately uh well obviously we had like the Pokemon Direct a couple weeks ago uh and yes Legends Arceus I'm 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 loving the idea of the Hisuian form especially with like (laughs) Growlithe is obviously best another best dog uh (laughs) just looking at him as as well as uh you know the Hisuian Braviary and then we get Weirdeer and Basculegion so I'm really interested that Legion looks so cool dude (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that they have a blue stripe version too though because like yeah I'm wondering about that it's based off the red stripe but yeah, like it's the gameplay. Seeing it, like I'm, I'm really interested. I can't wait to get that. Like I've got that and Brilliant Diamond pre-ordered. Definitely gonna start doing streams again when I can for Brilliant Diamond as a Nuzlocke, because I kind of stopped <laughs> doing my sword one. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm just still shiny, trying to shiny hunt for a Feramosa. Still have not had any luck. Oh dang! Also trying to hatch like a shiny uh, Rockruff. But other than that, you know, just playing Pokemon Unite. Uh, just trying to get into that a little bit more. My, like it's funny, I downloaded it because my sister wanted to play it, and then I did not hear from her after like I got to like level thirteen, and I go to visit her like a couple weekends ago, and she's all like, "Oh, you're you're playing it? Like I thought you wanted to play." She's like, oh, "Okay, and we play like two rounds, and then she goes up and like, okay, fine, we're done, I guess." She was <laughs> so, over it quick. <laughs> yeah. So Pokemon games obviously are what I'm more looking forward to. Uh, you know, I'm still playing Go. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still going with that. Yeah, like in the world of Pokemon, I'd say like I'm definitely more on the the game side of things. So sure, 
Have you been really enjoying Pokemon Unite? I tried it a little bit. I'm liking it. Uh, it does get a bit difficult though when you have a team that like you're saying like because you can do like little uh commands like saying like I need help or I need or backup or defend this spot and then they all go on the other path, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they leave you alone. And it really because like you you obviously you can just pick one Pokemon, but you're just stuck as that one Pokemon when you're playing mm-hmm. that, that round. So if you're on a like say uh. Slowbroke and Slowbro, they're defender class, so like typically people don't really pick defenders unless they pick Snorlax. So I, if I pick Slowpoke and I'm on a t- against a team that has a Pikachu, a Zero Aura, a Venusaur type advantages against yeah. mine, I'm just yeah. So it is fun. It just get it, there's a there's a bit of a learning curve though, just to make sure like you know like because obviously some Pokemon have atta- like just straight on attacks, some have like different stats but like when you're starting off and playing you select your attack so you press r or zr so if you accidentally press zr and you're basically stuck with like substitute you can't actually attack anything so yeah, you uh, like make your build in real time like as the match is happening like you can kind of set things but like as you level up in the match you build your setup like as the match is, is going on. Hassan, have you have you dabbled in Unite at all? I, I played like a couple games and I got, was it a Zara Aura? I think they were giving away mm-hmm. or something. So I did that yeah. uh, with my cousins. I played a little bit. I like it. I, uh, I admittedly, I don't think I've played it maybe in like a week, um, but I was playing it pretty regularly. I like it a lot. Like Reggie, you're definitely right. There is a learning curve because I've never played a MOBA before. And I watched some videos of somebody kind of like talking strategy about it. And it's very clear that like, it's just a genre of game. I've, I have no familiarity with, right? Mm, yeah. Like even just the way he was talking about, it, he was talking about instead of like Pokemon attacking and stuff, he was talking about like casting and like terms that I just never associate with like things you'd think of more in a fantasy realm, like a league of league of legends or things like that. And I was like, Oh, this is like legit. This is like a legit <laughs> MOBA game, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to hang in there. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm so excited for Legends Arceus. I was watching um, a couple videos by a guy named Austin John plays, not Austin St. John, but Austin John. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be. I would have been very surprised if that's uh, who popped up. But um, he he. I just watched a couple of like trailer analysis videos for both Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl and for legends arceus and i was already excited for legends um i'm admittedly like not the most excited for the diamond and pearl remakes but the the trailer breakdowns got me really excited because basically what he was doing was like going not frame by frame necessarily but like slowing it down and trying to like figure out like okay here's how the game is going to work and the legends arceus one was so cool and it just got me so hyped because it's it's going to be so different, I think, than what we're used to, and I'm just pumped. Yeah, <laughs> my boy so Cyndaquil's back too. Oh, oh, so excited! Yes, yes. yes. I know. Oh, yay! Nice. Yes, my, yeah, uh, Cyndaquil figure here. <laughs> yeah, grab your Cyndaquil, everybody. The best boy. <laughs> I know. The moment I saw there was a Johto starter, I was like, "It's over. It's obviously that." Yeah. <laughs> so can't wait so, for that. Speaking of the starters. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation because of the Sui and, you know, Growlithe and Braviary. Are you guys thinking that maybe we may get Cyndaquil, Oshawa, and Rowlet Hisuian evolutions? I don't know. Um, I would suspect... I, 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 uh, 
my I think my reputation on this podcast is to expect the absolute <laughs> least um, so that I can be surprised. So I just I caught myself defaulting to like, I'm not expecting it, but I w- it would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I wasn't really expecting new forms at all because it takes place sort of uh, well in the past. And I don't think they're going to necessarily touch what happened to those Pokemon, but it, it sort of raises that question, right? Are those forms? Oh, that is true. I didn't think um, about that. But it's kind of depressing I mean, if all those Pokemon. Like what happened? I know, right? <laughs> but if uh if they're willing to do new forms and stuff, I I would be very pleasantly surprised, but it's it seems like more of a possibility now than before. I don't know. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just like how the little wooden Pokeballs have that little like firecracker effect at the end when you catch something. <laughs> I do love that. That's such a fun little twist. Um the one thing that uh uh, on the topic of Pokeballs that uh, that Austin John guy brought up was with Pokemon Home, if this is compatible with Pokemon Home, are the Pokeballs that you use in Legends going to carry over as is into Pokemon Home and then future games, or are they just going to uh, translate them into the modern version of that ball? That would be really cool if they did. Oh, like, I'm really hoping <laughs> it's the old ones. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's why... I mean, there's usually a delay in kind of Pokemon Home compatibility, and they always want people to use the Pokemon from the own game before transferring stuff. So, but I wonder if that also could be a part of, you know, adding in Pokemon Home compatibility at a later date uh, in order to, you know, add in those types of features as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that they're doing a prequel and not just like a prequel, but like a deep prequel. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm. Lots of stuff to be excited for. It's already been an exciting year, and it's going to be uh, another exciting like six months at the at the very least. So, yeah. lots to look forward to. Well, let's uh, let's shift into the main topic of this episode. Uh, like I said, inanimate objects uh, or Pokemon based on inanimate objects. Um, and I also mentioned a draft. So, if if that means nothing to you all, basically. Um, I just wanted a, a, a format to talk about Pokemon based on inanimate objects because they're funny, they're polarizing, they're often silly. Uh, some of them have like very deep uh, like stands. Some of them have very deep haters, um, and I just think they're fun to talk about. Plus, there's like a weird ambiguity about like what's an inanimate object, what isn't. Is this an animal? Is this not an it? Like, what's what even is this Pokemon? Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about them. The draft, uh, basically what that means is we'll go, uh, you know, in in four rounds. We're going to f- pick four Pokemon each and we'll take turns based on a randomized, uh, sort of a randomized order. I'll explain that in just a sec. And we're just going to talk about Pokemon that we're drafting onto our team for whatever reason we want. So it could be that you're literally building a battle team. It could be that you're building a sentimental team. It could be... Hey, this is just a super rad looking, I love this aesthetic team. Uh, or it could be a meme team. I don't know, whatever you want. But we're just going to we're gonna use this to talk about Pokemon based on inanimate objects. I'll randomize our names and we'll do what's called a snake style draft so that no one is stuck taking the last pick every round. So what that means is like if Hassan got the first pick um, and I had the second pick, it would then go Hassan, Doug, Reggie, Reggie, Doug, Hassan. And it just sort of like swings back and forth, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't have strict rules for what an inanimate object <laughs> is. Uh, and I suspect each one of us probably took a different approach, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll post all of our teams on Twitter afterwards so you can all let us know 
how we did or which team resonates with you in a particular way. That's kind of what I had planned. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm ready. I, I was trying to go through and find the list. It was surprisingly maybe more than I was expecting for inanimate objects when I was going through. And, and yeah. I, what I found was that I thought it was going to be way more straightforward than it was. As I was mm. like looking through the list, I was like, is I yes yes no yeah maybe mm. <laughs> so I made my list I like I made a big long list that I could reference but it's sort of split into like this is definitely only an inanimate object and then maybe this is I'm not really sure I also noticed that like the early generations had far fewer of them yeah and then it hits like generation five and it was like I don't know <laughs> point at something it's a Pokemon now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll just we'll just jump right into it and we'll talk about our picks as we go. Um and I'm sure that'll that'll reveal our our sort of uh approaches along the way. So I've got all three of our names in a randomizer here. I'm gonna randomize it, that'll pick the order. Uh person on top will go first, and then like I said, it'll just swing swing back and forth. Um and we're not doing any share screen or anything, so you'll have to trust me that I'm not lying to you. Okay. <laughs> there are no stakes, we so trust hopefully you, Doug. <laughs> hopefully. We have that's trust okay. in you, Doug. <laughs> just don't be an imposter yes yes <laughs> so the the random order has hasan at first pick reggie at second pick me at third pick so the way like i said that'll go is hasan reggie doug doug reggie hasan and then it'll go over again so hasan you and i are basically doing like back-to-back picks a bunch okay um, and reggie you'll kind of swing between those so i guess Hassan, since you're opening us up here, uh, you're opening the draft. First overall pick in the inanimate object Pokemon draft. I guess what approach did you take here to to land on this first pick and what's it going to be? Yeah, so um, initially there was one Pokemon I actually had in mind, but I think I might not select him because as I was going Ooh. through the list, I almost started to notice a certain trend that I kind of liked and I kind of want to see if I can make my four picks follow a theme uh so to speak so i'm gonna start off with uh with rotom um because rotom has so many different forms with with the fan rotom fridge rotom mo rotom oven rotom and wash rotom so basically a ton of appliances and and inanimate objects as as the name applies he's kind of like the (laughs) ultimate one he's like which inanimate object can i be you know and it has so many different uh forms uh to it and so i just thought that was kind of cool i personally like when i first saw rotom you know initially revealed i was like oh it's kind of interesting but then once he started turning in all these appliances i was like i like i don't know how i feel about this but it's so unique that i'm just Mm kind of i'm here for it you know let's just Let's just roll with it and see see what happens. It's grown on me over the years. I, yeah. I was very much like, base form is cool, but like, it's a washing machine. But then like, the more you see it applied to the world where it can be a phone, it can be a computer, it can be like, and then it's just sort of integrated into everything, especially when you look at like Sword and Shield or the current anime. Mm-hmm. It is actually a very cool idea. Yeah, that's true. The Rotom decks too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's a bike. And now it's a bike even, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I should clarify here, because I didn't before. Since this is a draft, technically when something is chosen, it then goes off the board, right? So it's possible that we'll sort of snipe picks from each other. Which brings me to a question. Reggie, was Rotom on your radar at all? Rotom was on my radar. He was actually going to be my fourth (laughs) pick. But I might as well go with my first pick, which is, oh, I'm going to swing from the Chandelure. 
Uh, <laughs> that was on my list. No, same, Shand- same. Look, Chandelure is a ghost fire type. Um, you know, it's a very unique typing. Uh, I also like how Litwick goes from the little candle to the lamp to the chandelier. So, yeah, uh, Chandelier. Um, I also like how it also got popularity. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it in Pokemon tournament? Like, as one of like the last yep. few like Pokemon you can pick. Yep. So, like in a in a fighting game style Pokemon game, you see a random chandelier on the ground. Yep. <laughs> throwing fireballs at you. So, Chandelure, Um, especially because you know, like uh, in Gen Five, it was like. Like well, yeah, Gen five of the, <laughs> the 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 pretty much the big gen where you just had a bunch of yeah, objects. Like Chandelure is the one that stuck out to me the most. So yeah. that's why Chandelure, uh, you are on my team. Nice, yeah. Chandelure was on my list, uh, not my first pick. I still got my first pick here, so I'm happy about that. But uh, Chandelure was on my list because for to me, it's like the epitome of a Pokemon that is pretty much just an inanimate object. Like it is a ghost type, and ghost types are a little weird because it's sort of like. It's an inanimate object, but it's, like, possessed, I guess. So, like, you know, there's, like, sort of a, a, a grayness to it. But the fact that it's literally just a chandelier, it's, like, the most inanimate object <laughs> Pokemon I could think of. Is like, the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that one on your radar at all, Hassan? Oh, yeah. That would have been my uh, my next uh, my next. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got a Pokemon bump, honestly. Like, yeah. I wonder... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more popular than I think it is, but I do feel like the fact that it's in Pokémon probably raised its popularity at least a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, my first pick, I have to do this for my first pick. Uh I I I have uh, a founding co-host who would chastise me <gasps> to the ends of the earth if I don't choose this Pokémon. Uh so it's got to be my first pick. This one's for you, Kyle. I'm choosing Magnemite as my very first pick uh in the inanimate objects <laughs> Pokémon draft. I I cannot think that it is anything other than a magnet and some screws. Like I cannot see any other sort of inspiration behind it. It's it's totally inorganic uh as far as we can tell. And it was it was one of those Pokémon in the first generation where you were like, "What is this? Like how is this a, is it alive? Like what what what's going on here?" So it it is another one that feels very squarely inanimate. Or at least based on an animate object, and uh, it's one of the mascots of the show. So mm-hmm. I would be remiss not to not to choose that there, Reggie. I heard a, I heard a reaction, so I imagine this was on your list somewhere. I was actually going to dedicate it to Kyle, uh, but I was actually going to go for because <laughs> I thought that we were kind of going like more like if we were going for the battle team approach. I was actually going to pick Magnazone. Mm, yeah, but I, I kind of want to you know because we are kind of like moving as like pick for pick i'm 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 gonna try to deviate from evolutionary lines in case we don't overlap so uh i will if it's my is it my turn or is it are we going back to hassan i do i'll do a back-to-back and then it'll swing back to you uh and then hassan will do a back-to-back okay so you're up again let's see yeah oh what was my second pick here i was so excited that my first pick was still on the board i like totally lost uh <laughs> lost my train of thought here um my second one this is going to be one that's like very relevant to me right now because i'm doing a uh, a fairy monotype run in pokemon shield it's the first time i've ever done a monotype run uh basically every pokemon has to have share a you know a single type um but can be dual type uh this is a pokemon that i didn't necessarily like when i first saw it but have since been convinced in using it it turned out to be a surprising uh, great addition to my team as a steel and fairy type uh, it is clef key uh, oh. the keys pokemon <laughs> <laughs> uh, i just like it i just like it i didn't used to but now i do <laughs> 
I think that's one of the ones that's still just it's just it's just keys, and I'm like I don't like I know that like not all of these even make sense, but like that one still just doesn't make sense to me. Like it's it's weird how some make sense and some don't. It's like I don't I don't. It's care. not even a ghost. Yeah, it's like just... the, if 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 it's a ghost type, you can just be like, ah, it's a possessed thing. But it's not even a ghost. It's I guess I think the idea, and maybe I'm sort of like uh, putting my own pick in jeopardy here. I think the idea is that it's a fairy that collects keys, right? Which I think I makes think Klefki that. literally just the ring. I don't really know what that means for what it is, but it's pretty much a set of keys. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because even, even if it is, the center one still has a key thing kind of sticking out the top or something. Oh, so yeah, it, kind of poking out of its head. So, yeah. And its face kind of looks like a lock or like the, the mouth of like an old-fashioned lock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, we need a Pokemon for the Pokédex. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it really does feel like that sometimes. It's like, oh wait, I forgot. I I, I lost my keys. I can't. Oh, keys. There you Ooh, go. Ooh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if that was the inspiration behind it. Was like, oh, what about a Pokemon that steals your keys? Because I can't freaking find my keys ever. Ever. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It would kind of fit the fairy sort of fairy idea that it's like messing with you and stealing all your keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's been a clutch Pokemon on my team, so I had to had to shout out to my current current fairy run team. So now it swings back to uh Reggie. Okay, I was honestly expecting you to go for this one. Um but Ooh. yeah we were talking about uh, sword and shield earlier. So Ooh. what other Pokemon to pick than Aegislash? Uh <laughs> like those who know me know I love swords, so <laughs> that's primarily why I picked this guy. But yeah, like Aegislash, you know, the dual typing of Steel and Ghost, and then switching between like its offensive form and its defensive form, definitely helps, works out for a battle team. I mean, you have Leon use it in uh, the league, so that's primarily why I went with Aegislash, and I just realized now I have two Ghost Pokemon on my team, so I'm glad <laughs> that there's not really an inanimate object Pokemon that is a dark type. Um <laughs> so (laughs) when i was just finishing my sword run because for some reason i just keep playing sword and shield over and over again yeah in my sword run all of my pokemon for that team for that championship team were gen one or gen one forms except for aegislash and i forgot that i don't know why but when i was using it i forgot that dubblade wasn't the last form and i got to that battle and was like wait a second that's right it's not evolved yet and i immediately like reset my game and was like we're evolving you right now (laughs) (laughs) what am i doing amateur (laughs) see i was gonna make a little joke there when you said like my sword run i was like doug don't run with swords (laughs) (laughs) yes please don't A lot of the ones that are showing up so far, like Rotom, Chandelure, Aegislash especially, I figured would be showing up at some point in here, because I think they're all pretty firmly based on inanimate objects, and pretty popular. (laughs) Reggie's uh, taking some of my picks going through this this list here, (laughs) Uh, because Reggie's talking about how he's picking ghost Pokemon, so the theme that I was kind of uh, coming up with as I was going through was like, there's a bunch of ghost Pokemon that are Ah. inanimate objects, so... We'll see if I can run with the ghost theme, but uh, that was kind of a, another thing. There are sort of types that seem to fit into this category, right? It tends yeah. to be a lot of ghost Pokemon, presumably because they can possess objects. I think also, I'm going to dive into this, I think, a little bit more in an October episode with somebody digging into some of the more like spirity, yokai-y type stuff that inspired Pokemon designs. 
Uh, but I think that's probably a big inspiration behind a lot of these. And then fairy types seem to be a common one. Steel types obviously seem to be a common one. No, like, I guess this is this is one of those questions that I, I think might come up. But no real, like, grass Pokemon unless you consider, like, seeds inanimate objects. But I kind of just stayed away from anything that was presumably alive. I don't know if you two took the same approach or not without, you know, giving away future picks. Yeah, I kind of went with the approach of, like, if there was, like, some form of animalistic traits or, I guess, sentience or considered an actual living being in the real world counterpart, I kind of forewent that. That's kind of how I approached it, too. Well, Hassan, it's on you. You got you got back-to-back picks here. My, my next pick. All right. So um, I'm going to go with Palisand. Um, oh, that's such <laughs> a good one. <laughs> and another ghost. I know, another another ghost. So <laughs> continuing the trend of my uh, the ghost-type team that I have forming here. Um, I mean, it's it's a sandcastle, you know, like... Like it's it's literally like a sandcastle, and it's kind of it's like so funny to me because you have all these like Pokemon, you know, that you may find on a beach, like a crabby or something crawling around. But like then the actual sand that it's crawling on could also potentially be a Pokemon. So it's like one of those just <laughs> weird logical, you know, things in the world. But one of the ones that like I don't know, I feel like I don't know if I've ever actually used a Palisand or uh, in in the game that I can remember. I have, but not. It, it's actually like I don't know, like it's it. It's such a fun, interesting, like, design that I'd love to use one. I just don't think that I ever have. And far be it for me to bring up, like, any technical aspect of the game, because I'm usually like, you're cute, let's use you! Um, but <laughs> one cool thing about Palisand, because it's ghost ground, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's ghost ground, but because it's sand and it's, like, part of the beach, it has... A, I don't know if they all... I'm assuming they don't all have it, or maybe they all have it, but the ability basically, like, that protects it from water attacks, right? Doesn't oh, if you attack that. a palisand with water, I think it like strengthens it instead of damaging it. Oh, that's it so has cool. like a really wonky ability. Man, I gotta I gotta find a <laughs> sign <laughs> find one of those in the game. Gotta look this up. <laughs> it's cool and terrifying. Palisand really sort of like solidified during Sun and Moon that Pokemon was never going to fully give up some of the like darker origins of Pokemon. Because I think Palisand or Sandy Gast is one of those. Because it's like a ghost Pokemon and it's like, make sure you don't step on a Palisand or, I don't know, you might go missing forever. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Some real creepy ones for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's, uh, its ability is water compaction. So when it's hit with a water type move, its defense rises by two stages. There so you go. it gets its defense, like while it doesn't really give it immunity to uh, water type attacks, it does build up its defense stat. That makes sense. Yeah, it would be a little OP if it just, like, couldn't be hit by water attacks. But I knew it did something to basically buff it, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool ability. So just where we're at, everybody's picked two picks. So right now, Hassan has Rotom and Palisand. Reggie has Chandelure and Aegislash. And I have Magnemite and Klefki. I got the little guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hassan, you have a second pick here. So my other pick, uh, speaking of, like, more creepy ghost sort of uh Ooh. pokemon here i got a kapha grigus Ooh, <laughs> which was one of those ones that could maybe be kind of borderline because it, it sort of is really leaning on that ghost side of things you know with is is the the yeah you know the pokemon itself the the ghost inside the coffin or or kind of the whole thing as a as a unit yeah but uh i don't know i just i love the the design of it and i just thought you know the name kind of has you know coffin coffee like kind of in the name that they're probably leaning towards it it must 
you know, be kind of a, I guess you could, you could somewhat argue that it, that it is an inanimate object to some extent. So, and continuing with the ghost, you know, team trend (laughs) as well. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool. That's, it's another one that I also don't think I've had the chance to, uh, to use in the game. So it's like, I'm coming up with this team that I actually may have used a Rotom a little bit. So I'm I'm realizing now, like, this is actually a really cool team that I might want to like come up with in the games to to play as but uh yeah i don't know i just think it's it's a really cool design and and just uh really creepy looking as well i think my next monotype run whenever that happens is going to be ghost and you two are giving me very good ideas (laughs) (laughs) coffee grigas i that was one where when i was making my list i also put it kind of like on the the edge of things so i was like is it more yeah is it more based on the mummy or is it more based on the object but i think you're right like the fact that it's sort of coffin and sarcophagus seems to sort of show its its inspiration but the ghosts really made things hard yeah because it's like what's the pokemon is the pokemon the object it's possessing or is it actually the spirit but because the interesting thing is like we never see the spirit on its own you know for any of these ghost pokemon so it's like how much is is it like you know, like a turtle, like the shell is just like, you know, kind of covering it is, is the, the coffin, yeah. the shell of this ghost that it's like, it, it has to have that around it or what? Like, it's very hard to tell. Yeah. It's like, um, I didn't include this on my list of things that were based on inanimate objects, but I thought about it. Like crustal is like the majority of crustal is literally just like sedimentary rock. But then I was like, but there is a bug under there. So I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. keep that one off limits, but it's a good point, right? Like if they're so so sort of like uh contingent on each other like i'm assuming you can't just take the rock off of crustal and have it be fine right <laughs> right <laughs> i mean in the anime there was a battle where crustal actually left its like sedimentary <gasps> thing and then what? Oh. yeah uh, i think it was silence crustal who did that in one of the episodes oh my that's terrifying <laughs> yeah he left i gotta go the... watch that <laughs> i think it was to do x scissor on something what does I it look like under there uh I, i'll find a pick <laughs> that's so funny that is that's so funny i didn't even realize that was possible but hey you know <laughs> what do i know so uh reggie it comes back to you okay so this is where i kind of deviate away and it's a questionable pokemon but i did use it in my sword and shield run and primarily because its base form allowed me to make a pun of the name so uh <laughs> i'm gonna be picking colossal for this oh, nice. uh in my uh in my run i had a roly coly and if you remember that old disney show roly polioli so i had roly colioli <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah the the rock and fire type plus you add in the giganta the, is it gigantamax 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 gmax whatever gmax gmax as the cards are now it's like come on oh no <laughs> <laughs> what would that even stand for does it stand for something I don't. I have no idea. Version Max. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, sorry, Reggie. But yeah, Colossal would be my pick. Um, well, this is funny now that it adds another fire type to my team. <laughs> but, oh, oh like, yeah. Just because he's, you know, it's a, it's. I think if we think of the ideas of golems, um, like not not golem the Pokemon, but at least golems, you know, like from like mythology, like the, the statues, essentially. Like, yeah. They're technically considered objects, but they're living. So Colossal is essentially like a, a living golem of coal and fire and heat. So that's why, like you know, I, that's why I considered him as an object, and that's why I'm putting him on my team. 
I, I just love, though, when you're playing Sword and Shield and, like, you're in that cave where you first can find Roly Coley's and you just see, like, uh, Carcoal just, like, going on the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on its incredibly uneven wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that I didn't think of at all before I actually looked at a full national decks were rocks. For some reason, mm-hmm. I just, like, they. I wasn't thinking, I was thinking of, like, household items, I was thinking of, like, different ghost-type Pokemon, and then I was looking at the list, and I was like, yeah, I guess Geodude is just a rock with arms. <laughs> 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 and that made the list a lot better. By the way, I found the crystal pick from the anime, and I just yeah. sent it to you guys under oh, the so chat, so... Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so, like, uh, terrified th- to see it. This was Silan's crystal. Uh, I think that he... It, Left out an X scissor on another Pokemon and then went back into its sedimentary rock. So this is <laughs> what it looked like. Oh, it's so cute! It's like a weird little. It's almost like it almost looks like a little seafood creature. Yeah, <laughs> a, 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 a crab. <laughs> yes, there you go. Or like a prawn or something. Yeah. <laughs> my next one, I think, is probably the one on my list. That is maybe the most ambiguous, and it's because the Pokedex like entries don't seem to really even agree with each other about it. But I could, I would have no idea what it would be based on if it weren't based on an inanimate object. So, and this is one from my Sun and Moon team that I never would have thought I liked. Really grew to appreciate. Taught me a lot about two types that I never really paid a lot of attention to. Uh, which were poison type and dark type. Um, and so I'm going to go with Alolan Muck, uh, which uh-huh. I consider just like living sludge. Like it's just based on sludge. But different Pokedex entries, some of them are like, it covers its body in sludge. And then other Pokedex entries are like, its body is made of poison. And then one of them references like footprints. So it's like, wait, is there a creature under all of that? But I don't know what it would be, so I'm going to go with it's an inanimate object. I mean... What do I, we think? <laughs> What's the ruling on the I field? don't know what creature it is, so I mean... <laughs> by default, I guess, yeah. I mean... It's, I Like, see, I, I consider, like, a lot of them muck, like... There's, like, well, my dad traveled a lot before, and he'd bring back, like, these little bottles of, like, colorful sand. So I thought that was, like, okay, it's just wet, colorful sand at this point. <laughs> Uh, that does make sense, especially given the region, but I thought it was supposed to be like, like an oil slick. Yeah, oil slick. Yeah, like oil pollution. Yeah, where you get like the weird, like rainbowy sort of, uh, lines in it. But I never thought of it that way, Reggie, uh, that it looks like that layered sand. And it does have the like weird, like little bits of rock and stuff in it. I'm thinking that it's, it's definitely more along the lines of the oil thing because of how like the colors like fluctuate on it on like on Mm -hmm. some sprites. So I think it it's probably more based on that. Like when it's, if it's standing still, it's the sand. If it's moving, it's the oil. <laughs> if it's moving, it's oil. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one I'm I'm picking. I as you can see, most of my picks, if not all of my picks here, are more sentimental picks. Mm-hmm. I think that my team would get its butt kicked and have a lot of very severe type disadvantages uh, because my last one, also a poison Pokemon. I would like to say that it's my Pokemon Patronus because I I, I think I'm secretly or maybe not so secretly trash. Uh, I'm going to go with Trubbish, <laughs> the little trash bag Pokemon. Um, and I'm choosing Trubbish because it's way cuter than Garboder. <laughs> yeah. 
I like how like half your team is just trash and sludge, and like <laughs> the other half is cute discarded little discarded objects. Things. <laughs> it literally is like all of these Pokemon would exist in a dumpster together. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing that, Hassan, but that's so true. All right, well, I picked the trash team. Okay, okay. <laughs> was Trubbish on anyone's radar, or was that just me? <laughs> I had, I mean, if, if my ghost thing didn't work out, I had some other Pokemon on the list. I had uh, Garbodor, you know, on there. But yeah, I mean, that, that evolution line, yeah. <laughs> Gigantamax Garbodor cracks me up because it's not just based on trash. It's like got like a whole boat in it and yeah. like a power line. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's basically like Katamari Damacy the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a Garbodor in the, the, new, the current, uh, the new set that just came out. Oh, card. nice. So got a Garbodor <laughs> card right here. Well, my I, my team is all done, uh, so it's just Reggie and Hassan. You guys get to round out your teams here. So, Reggie, what do you what do you got for your last pick? Okay, I wasn't thinking of this, but I looked at some inanimate Pokemon object pictures, and I'm going to consider this <laughs> one uh, just because. Like, I'm going to break from my trend of you know big, scary, Ooh. and things. So, I'm going to pick something cute. I'm going to go with the fairy type Pokemon from Pokemon Sword and Shield, Alchemy. Ooh. I, like you know, it's a, it's a food Pokemon, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I love the various forms of it, uh, especially like when you get the different swirl. Like I love its evolutionary or its idea for the evolution, where you just give it little berries or little like like little food things, and then like you have to at specific times spin in a certain direction to make it evolve. <laughs> oh my gosh! When I learned about the spinning thing, Reggie, I was like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> and you have to pick the exact time for like the rainbow swirl version, so. Oh my gosh! Honestly, to get one of them, I had to, like I I I'll admit this on I'll admit this on uh, I guess recording <laughs> that I did reset the time to like a couple minutes before so I could try to time it right. <laughs> oh my gosh! To get one and dedicated uh, only only once only once. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, just the fact that you have like all these different alchemy combinations, I wish that its G Max would kind of reflect on the flavors. But instead, like it shows like yeah. just that full layer cake. But if it, like if it had like oh you got the like the strawberry flavor and then, like oh then there's just nothing but strawberries on it. But then I understand where they're coming from. That would take a lot of art, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of resources cool, for though. the game. It would be cool to like commission an artist to do like the Gigantamax version of like your specific alchemy. Like that'd oh, be yeah. pretty cool. So alchemy, welcome to the team. You're number four. <laughs> Yeah, Alchemy was another one that like I I think it's really cool when the it won me over with the Gigantamax form and just yeah. the giant cake. It sounds like that was a la- like that was a curveball pick for you, uh, Reggie. Like that wasn't originally on your list. Yeah, it was it was a curveball pick. Um, nice because yeah, like I said, Magnazone was originally part of it. Rotom was originally part of it. At Age of Slash, I had Chandelier like in my mind, and then Colossal was like it was, but you know like. Another one I was considering was Driftblim. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to go against just going full on Ghost because yeah. you, you also have Delmize too, if you think about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I like Hassan. You're getting all sorts of ideas to round out your Ghost team here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's it's tough, but you know, I uh, ultimately sticking. I had Rotom, Palisan, Kafagrigus, all you know, Ghosts. So I have to round out the Ghost team, uh, and I went with uh, Go Lurk. Uh, ground ghost type because it's basically like a suit of armor um essentially mm-hmm. um and again is there a ghost inside that is the actual pokemon <laughs> we will never know but we only see the suit of armor um so i just think it's kind of cool it looks you know 
nice and tough and cool and i like the design and so i just thought it was a a fun way to 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 round out the team i don't know if y'all watch uh journeys but there's a fun episode uh with a go lurk that ends up being relevant to the their adventures <laughs> this cracks me up i'm behind on it but i'll have to look out for I, that episode. i keep watching the uh the japanese episodes um as they come out oh you're probably like way ahead <laughs> so uh so we all have a team here uh so hassan's team and again i'll put these on twitter hassan's team ended up being a ghost themed team uh with rotom palisand kofagrigus and golurk and then reggie uh your team ended up being chandelure Aegislash, Colossal, and Alchemy. I'm trying to see if there's like a theme that we can put onto your team here. Because we have a ghost team and we have a trash team. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a couple fires, a couple ghosts, uh, and then there's Alchemy. <laughs> yeah. It's like Alchemy and it's it's like scary friends. So Alchemy and Colossal <laughs> are from the latest gen. Were Aegislash uh-huh. and Chandelure, were they in the same... No, Aegislash was in Gen 6. Chandelure was in Gen 5. Yeah. So They do feel like they would be in the same one, though, because Chandelure feels very much like a Gen 6 style Pokemon. Yeah. We can say this. Like, you know, Alchemy's baking a cake. She needs help from Colossal. Chandelure's up <laughs> on the ceiling, and Aegislash is against the wall. <laughs> there you go. You, your theme is like a kit, like a bakery. Yeah. <laughs> you have like an oven, it's you got a, a knife, it's, you got a plate. It's a spooky, <laughs> ba- a, it's a spooky bakery. <laughs> spooky bakery. <laughs> oh, nice. And then mine is trash. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, I guess, the one sort of debatable one being Magnemite. Uh, but I got Magnemite, Klefki, Alolan Muck, and Trubbish, which You're using, uh, you're using Magnemite to uh, do magnet fishing <laughs> to find your keys. <laughs> to find Klefki and, and, and all the Trubbish and, and Muck. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, geez. I just thought it was fun that I had, like, two poison Pokemon, two steel Pokemon. They would be, like, super terrible against fire, but that's okay. We'd be having a good time uh, being trash together. Alchemy um, will bake them a cake. Yeah, and we'll be happy about it, you know? <laughs> It'll make us feel good about being trash. <laughs> so, like I said, I, I made a list of all sorts of Pokemon that I thought might be based on inanimate objects. And some of them I was, like, sort of maybe on. And I'm just curious. I'm going to run a few by you. We won't go through the whole thing, obviously. That'd take forever. Um, one is, like, nose pass. <laughs> I was wondering Would that you too. count that? Would that be in the pool? Uh, I would. I would count Nose Pass, uh, you know, the, the Eastern Island head is like the, the main inspiration for it. And then also the idea of it's a, like a, compass, a compass too, yeah, right? The needle and the compass. Yeah. It's just hard because it just looks like a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it evolves and has a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. Kofagrigus was actually going to be one of mine. So we sort of settled that one. Or not one of mine, but like one of the ones I was, I was going to ask about. Comfy. I couldn't decide about that one because it's flowers, but it's also kind of not flowers. It's in the same category as like Klefki, where it's like a fairy that collects flowers to become a lay, but it seems like it's very obviously inspired by the lay. So I left that off of my picks, but I was very tempted because it's also very good on my fairy team. <laughs> yeah, I get the idea that it looks like a like well, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. <laughs> yeah that's just like a little it's like a lay with a face yeah a little, a little fairy that goes around and picks up flowers yeah but i think because the main inspiration for it is the lay i think that yeah mm-hmm. i would count it as an object yeah and then the last one this is a very recent one duraludon <laughs> <laughs> 
more dragon more skyscraper what do we think more lighter (laughs) (laughs) i i think especially if you look at the gigantamax form they really lean into the like the full-on skyscraper thing so i i think that could be an animate object well, any other any other Pokemon that were on your like longer list that you want to shout out that maybe didn't make it onto your team, uh, yeah. but that you think are cool and worth shouting out on this uh, episode about inanimate object Pokemon. So when you first told me about the whole theme of the episode, the Pokemon that immediately came to mind, one of my favorites is Unknown, um, just because it's literally yeah! letters of the alphabet. Um, <laughs> I, I love the concept. It's so cool. There's so many, you know, one for every letter and exclamation mark, all, you know, all the different things. But then as I was coming up with a list of different Pokemon, I just saw a ton of ghosts. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go with a ghost theme. So that's why I didn't yeah. pick Unknown. But otherwise, that would have been like my top uh, pick, I would say. Uh, the other one that I thought was was just kind of cool. I, I just I still don't know how I feel about it personally, but it's uh, Vanillish. Um, yeah. And, and I was that's picking that one. a very polarizing Pokemon, I feel right? like. I, I picked that <laughs> one in particular, the middle evolution, because like Vanillite is like... A real tiny cone in proportion of the body and i was like it just doesn't look like a full-on ice cream cone and then vanilla yeah. is like two scoops of ice cream on a cone and i'm like that just doesn't it's not proportional <laughs> like you know <laughs> vanilla is like an ice cream cone it's pretty straightforward yeah. so but uh but yeah that one was uh was another one on the list reg you mentioned delmize when you were when you were uh brainstorming that was one that i definitely would have shouted out largely because it's scary uh, also, because I always forget how enormous it is. It's like eight feet tall or something. Uh, if you ran into one of those in the sea, you are just dead. Yeah. Like, you're just dead. <laughs> and there's like a lot of uh, also speculation about Delmize, too. Is it really the anchor? Is it like the algae surrounding the anchor? Is it like a ghost possessing <laughs> the anchor? It's it's that whole idea of like, yeah, it's the, like ghosts. the ghosts, yes. So if it's yeah. like a full on ghost. Like six ghost team, uh, Austin just take some of mine and take a Delmice too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we discovered here Hassan the ghost gym leader. <laughs> <laughs> Any other notables, Reggie, that may have that may have been on your list that didn't make it onto your uh, drafted team? Not really on my list, but I actually was surprised nobody brought it up. The clink line. I I do have a, a it is on my like larger list too. Yeah, that is they are just gears. I think that line for me is maybe one of the ones that I just have never really come around on when it comes to like inanimate object Pokemon. And I don't know what it is. Like a lot of these I end up convinced of, you know, like they just grow on me or I use them and I'm like, oh, you're cool. Clink is one of those Gen 5 Pokemon that I just like don't get. Yeah. (laughs) Like why... Why are you? <laughs> I mean, like, when you think about how Gen 5 is supposed to be based off of, like, New York, and I guess that mm-hmm. they kind of went with Kling and Clang to kind of be, like, kind of a, like, industrial revolutionary idea yeah. of, like, modern technology, so, like, in factories, so that's why they kind of want to bring it along, but at the same time, it is a really weird Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so strange. It feels like one of the Pokemon in that generation, because that, you know, Gen 5 was a generation that was like, we're just going to create a whole new Pokedex of 150 Pokemon. And then Kling Clang was one of the ones when I saw it, I was like, you just want to be Magnemite, don't and that's, you? That's what I was just thinking, is it's just <laughs> yeah. another Magnemite, basically. Like, uh. It's like Sock and Throw. It's like, you just want to be the Hitmones, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that one hasn't grown on me yet, but maybe I'll put one on my team someday. Uh, and maybe it'll grow on me, but we'll see. We'll see. 
And then, like, what I was going to do as, like, a cheap option, like, if we were actually battling. But then again, yeah. like, it would have no effect on Hassan's team. Would have been Electrode, <laughs> because I would just use Explosion. <laughs> but Hassan picked primarily ghost types, who are immune to normal attacks. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Voltorb never came up. <laughs> or or Electrode. Well, the, um, showed the original inanimate object Pokemon, along with Magnum and Magneton. So. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So we've got we've each got a team here. Uh, I'll post them. Y'all let us know how we did. Uh, let us know who were who were criminally leaving off uh, of our teams that nobody mentioned. Let us know uh, who should have been in the conversation, or if we got any wrong. Someone's gonna say the Applin line. Those are dragons that live in apples. <laughs> So get out of here. <laughs> but they are very cool. And one of them is an apple pie. So I get it. <laughs> well, I should note, uh, I mentioned it a little bit uh, as we were talking. Next episode, I will have a guest co-host to talk about uh, the first six episodes of the new Pokemon Master Journeys uh, series that will be dropping on Netflix September 10th. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me and my co-hosts for this episode all about Pokemon inspired by inanimate objects. Hassan and Reggie, thank you so much. Um, this is where you can plug whatever you want. Uh, Hassan, where can people find you and the things you are working on on the internet? Yeah, well, thanks so much for for having us on. This was, this was a, uh, of a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> so I am on Twitter at uh, HassanM120, and I am on YouTube at YouTube.com slash the world of ha if you want to check out any power rangers reviews or pokemon card unboxing so yes yeah, check that out uh i don't know when this episode will go up or not but i'm real close to two hundred thousand subscribers so please go subscribe yes Yay. oh no that's a great thing to mention this will be going up like a couple days after we record so nice. still very relevant make it happen it would be amazing if you hit it before then but go to hassan's uh youtube subscribe like everything watch videos He's making an incredible amount of content right now. It's kind of mind-blowing. I'm, I'm burnt out, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's surprising. I thought I was subscribed to you. I guess I yeah. forgot to. Yeah. Everybody go check. Yeah, Double check. Yeah. <laughs> and on the Bugs to Men channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, Reggie, where, where can people find you on the internet and the stuff you're working on? Yeah. So obviously my main, uh, like I mentioned earlier, my main uh, Twitter account is TrueKROs. That's true, the word true, K-R, and then O-L-O. Uh, that's where I primarily post, you know, like uh, random videos, cosplay work, uh, action figure pictures, and then I uh, have a show with my buddy Gary. Uh, we call it Bugs to Men. It's a Common Rider talk show. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, we're going to be talking about Common Rider Forza as it's going to be its 10th year anniversary. Yeah. But yeah, you guys can check us out. Um, like I said, it's a bi-weekly show, so it's like almost every other Saturday. So this week is for, or this week is Forza, and then on the 18th, we're going to be going back to our cycle of going backwards for reviews. So we'll be talking about Common Rider Build on the 18th. Nice. Well, when you get to Wizard, you just you. Let I mean, me Doug, know. you are the first person in mind for Wizard. <laughs> so, <laughs> whenever you get to that neck of the woods, <laughs> I'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Beautiful. Well, definitely check out all the stuff that Hassan and Reggie are working on. Um, for information on this show uh, and find out what uh, I'm doing over here, be sure to find uh, find me uh, at Ikibuli, but the show at Victory Road Pod. And if there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just something you'd like to hear a podcast about in the world of Pokemon, especially the mashups. I would love suggestions for mashups. We did one of them uh, with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, it was super fun. I'm really looking forward to some of the ones we have in the future. Um, Star Wars is on the way, so uh, that'll be happening. But if you have other ideas, let me know, because I'm sure there are really fun mashups uh, I haven't even considered. So uh, tweet them at me or at the Victory Road account. And until next time, I am headed back to the Pokemon Center to take my trash team on an adventure around the world. Uh, where we will certainly get our butts kicked. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.